Now, is there a chance we could actually see a unified Korean team at next year's Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang? That's what President Moon Jae-in's proposed, even if North Korea's only International Olympic Committee representative expressed doubts in the last few days based on all the negotiations at least required to form joint table tennis teams in the past, not to mention ongoing tensions. And North Korea might not qualify for the Games anyway, we should remember. To get some expert analysis, we're happy to be joined by Dr. Udo Merkel, Sports and Service Management at the University of Brighton. Thank you for joining us. Good morning, Alex. And good morning to you. So before we dive into the details here, can you give us a brief sporting history of the Koreas? Um, yeah, but that would really take a long time. Let's just focus on the kind of political elements of the development of sport in both North and South Korea. Both countries um, fairly soon discovered after the Korean War that sport offers a number of political resources. And they realized that both the participation in international sport as well as the promotion of sport domestically is very sensible to do and can be very beneficial. And when we talk about beneficial things here, we're really thinking about national pride, national identity, socioeconomic benefits. But at the international level, it's even more important because participation in international events offers recognition from other states, offers prestige, provides public relations opportunities, and has become a really important foreign policy tool these days. For South Korea, the development was then fairly straightforward in so far as it invested quite a lot into the promotion of talent to be successful. And South Korea's track record in international events is very successful. First climax, obviously, was in 1988 when South Korea, when Seoul, hosted the Olympics because that was very much the end of this battle with North Korea about legitimacy hosting the World Cup in 2002 equally significant um, simply because it brought the most popular sport, football, to South Korea. Hosting the next Winter Olympics next year in February is, of course, another celebration for the country as well as its political leaders because it really attracts media attention, foreign political visitors, and at the end of the day, also tourism. For North Korea... The story is not that straightforward. A, the country has been less successful, but that's not a surprise considering how poor the country actually is. And if we take that into consideration, the kind of uh, minimal resources that can be invested in promoting talent, then North Korea has actually done quite well. And they are quite outstanding in terms of their women's soccer team, in terms of their weightlifters and and a few other sports. Mm. For North Korea, that, however, is a much more difficult task because one of the principles, the political principles of North Korea is obviously the Yuche policy, which uh, justifies the, the country's isolation from the rest of the world. So for North Korea to then participate in some elements of international culture, such as sport, is a bit of a balancing act. So... For North Korea, it means they have to embrace globalization at one level, although on a different level they clearly reject globalization yes. and have therefore also developed an alternative to international sport, which is their mass games. It's a complex 
history and even just from a political point of view there's a lot to discuss but but we do i'm sure many of us have warm memories it's been immortalized on the silver screen of table tennis cooperation in the past we've seen olympic parades but winter olympics that that, that doesn't uh, stand out as being one of north korea's fortes what were your initial thoughts on president moon's proposal um, initial thought was really great idea in principle, but is it realistic? Is it possible? Is it actually do- doable here? And there's a, there's a number of issues here. One is that it is fairly short notice because obviously Winter Olympics are happening in February next year. Second bigger issue is the tense political climate on the divided Korean peninsula. And third issue here is that... Um, well, one never knows what North Korea is doing next. And I'm referring to the country's very irrational behavior here. So to engage with a country that is very difficult to predict is a very, very risky affair. And it's definitely well-intended, but perhaps uh, a little bit ambitious. It's certainly brave to make that kind of proposal, because in the wider geopolitical context of Donald Trump's foreign policy ideas that are clearly ill-informed, they're very dangerous and do not subscribe to engagement, reconciliation, but foster confrontation, um, South Korea's president, Mr. Moon, is, is a very brave person. And I think it's, it's a very clear statement and a very clear indication that he wants to do uh, he wants to develop the relationship with North Korea in a different way than his predecessors. On the, on the one hand, of course, we do have that International Olympic Committee member for North Korea, Chang Ung, who's been talking about how it needed more than 20 rounds of negotiations just to bring together that table tennis cooperation that I referred to in the past. On the other hand, I remember senior North Korean officials just showing up for the closing ceremony of the Asian Games in Incheon couple of years ago and and that was you know actually three years ago and it was a major moment of uh wow factor and and actually raised a lot of hopes at the time so things can move quickly do you think there's any chance that we'll see some sort of cooperation in pyeongchang 2018 um i'm a little bit skeptical here because you you're referring to the 22 rounds which were necessary to put i think a table tennis team together But much more recently, in 2006, North and South Korea agreed to send a unified team to the Beijing Olympics in 2008. And that kind of decision in principle, or this agreement in principle, was made in 2006. And there were loads of rounds of negotiations, and it didn't work out, as we all know. Quite the opposite. The teams did not even march together at the opening ceremony of the 2008 Beijing Olympics. They had done this before in Sydney and Athens at many uh, different Asian Games, but it didn't work out after even two years of negotiating. That's the kind of general context here, but there are some really major challenges which have to be dealt with over the next few months. And I I can easily think about five or six here. Um, Let me talk you through some of them. The, The straightforward ones are about the symbolic representation of um, a country that does not exist because a divided the reality is that Korea is divided. So it means there need, it, 
this this team needs to have a name, it needs to have a flag and an anthem. And I think that's straightforward because obviously Korea is the name, the flag that has been used before, the white flag, mm. blue shape of the Korean peninsula, and the Arirang song. That would work, easy to sort. Second issue, fairly easy to sort out, the IOC needs to sanction this because IOC statutes clearly say that the athletes represent nations. Yes. In this case, it would be a nation, but from two different states. And I'm sure Thomas Bach will agree to this uh, because it would obviously cause a legacy for the Winter Olympics here. Third issue is finances. Who is going to pay for all of this? I would think South Korea can take that burden because the country is obviously so much richer than North Korea. And, and hosting the, the games... And hosting the games provides that opportunity. Yes. Can, can I just let you finish with one more? Um, most complicated thing is obviously selection of athletes who will then be members of the team. Yes. Which is linked to training methods. They're different in the north than in the south, which is also linked to key issues of communication responsibilities. And that has been a real problem in the past when North and South Korea um, negotiated to go to Beijing as a unified team. And this is where it really didn't work out because North Korea uh, requested at that point that it would be a 50-50 share, which would obviously mean that the medal table would look very differently because North Korea is not a successful right. sporting nation. Ma makes a lot of sense. Dr. Merkel, we've got to leave it there, but thank you very much for sharing those concerns. Thank you very much. Dr. Udo Merkel out of the University of Brighton.